Welcome to the Piggy Bank Chronicles, a podcast about money, investing, and bringing home the bacon. So welcome everybody to episode 19, titled Success Hasn't Spoiled Me Yet. It's May 7th, 2023, and I am joined by Don, so I know all the listeners out there are super excited that it's not just JJ at the microphone again, which is a terrible, terrible outcome. Don, how's it going this evening? It's going good. How's it going for you, JJ? You know, it's going okay. We were talking before we got started here about our, our topic and kind of trying to figure out how to jump in. And I've, I, I, I got nothing dramatically brilliant here. I think we're just going to kind of kind of peel this onion real quick and, and see what we find. So the, the topic success hasn't spoiled me yet is kind of an homage to this idea that there are the odds of being successful at a variety of things. And so um, what we did for this episode is we kind of went to ChatGBT. And for those of you who aren't familiar with ChatGBT, you, you should check it out. It's a, it's a natural language AI that can provide text-based responses. And we asked it a bunch of questions about these topics and it gave us some interesting answers. So I guess where do we want to start, Don? You want to jump in on the the professional yeah, we, athlete? We can start in the the stats to be a, a professional athlete. Uh, we can start with the the NFL. I hear chances are, are pretty easy to make it in the NFL. As easy as it is to build wealth, uh, factually, that is against popular opinion or popular thought. Not true. Uh, it's actually one point six percent, and that's already, I guess being in the NCAA of then making it to the pro scene. So I think just making it to division one football in the NCAA is already pretty difficult. Um, then from going from D one to actual professional NFL is, is, is 1.6%. So it is a, a steep hill to climb uh, and reach the NFL and, and a, a very large feat to, to make that. So I wouldn't put all your eggs in the basket to become an NFL player, at least starting out. Not saying you shouldn't dream for it, but it is certainly a small percentage who make it there. Yeah, ChatGBT didn't quite tell us like any kind of time frame of when that is, but that does seem like a really small percentage that the folks that can make it. We... We asked it um, also about, you know, in, in the interest of, in the era of Ted Lasso on Apple TV, and if you haven't seen Ted Lasso, Don, you need to check out Ted Lasso on Apple TV. It's a tremendous show. Uh, have you seen it? I, I've seen one episode and, like, pieces of it. So, no, no, I haven't seen it in its totality. Oh, my gosh. you got to watch Ted Lasso. It's great stuff. But uh ted lasso is the coach of a premier league football team in the uk and so to make it in the premier league again according to chat gbt it says that some estimates suggest that your chance of a young footballer in the uk making it to the premier league are approximately 0.0125 percent or roughly one in eight thousand young men make it to the Premier League. So even worse odds than, than being a pro football player, which is which is interesting, I thought, uh, in the U.S. So 
that's just uh, staggering, right? I mean, when you think about folks that are committing to doing something like that, and they're saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be a, a pro football player in the in, in the Premier League," and they've got a one in eight thousand shot in the UK of making it. That's just those are rough odds. Yeah, and I I can believe that too, just because of how much more popular football, or you know, as Americans say, soccer is. So uh, can only imagine how many more players that has yeah it's interesting it's really interesting and then and then i i threw this one in this last last stat um well these last two stats i guess i threw in um in terms of uh auto racing uh some pundits would describe formula one as the pinnacle of motorsport in the world and Per ChatGPT, according to some sources, the chances of a young driver making it to Formula One are around 0.0001%, or roughly 1 in 1 million are the odds of a young driver making it to Formula One. So I, I thought it was interesting because I had a a lottery ticket that I had bought when we went to the grocery store and it was a Texas two-step lottery ticket. So it's, it's a smaller Texas-based lottery and there's only five numbers on the ticket. So it's got better odds of winning, but the odds of winning the Texas two-step are about one in 1.8 million. So the odds of being a Formula One driver are not dissimilar from the odds of winning a lottery. So I thought that was like staggeringly bad odds in, of success. Yeah, I, I would say that is not not the best. <laughs> it would be, uh, I, I guess, Formula One drivers have a lot to be thankful for and, and how they made it, essentially winning the lottery. They essentially did, yeah. They won the, 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 the motorsport lottery, if you will. Yeah. So... So we talked about pro athletes, but what about what about those thespians that are treading the boards? What about actors? Yeah, so actors, I think, is is even more interesting according to ChatGBT. The odds are one in a thousand for an actor to find success in in Hollywood, which honestly, it sounds kind of good to me. Um, <laughs> I know there's a lot of people in L.A., and it seems like a, a very surprising number uh, of one in a thousand. I think, like, just driving, you know, to get in a wreck every day is, like, one in 4,000 odds of getting in a wreck. So, you know, this is 4x odds of uh, making it in Hollywood, according to ChatGBT. Yeah, I they said making it as a successful actor, but they... I. I it didn't really define successful very well. So I guess technically if you are making a living as an actor, even if you're like an extra or something like that, maybe they're counting you in the stats for that. But still, one in a thousand kind of surprised me. I thought it would be a lot worse odds of succeeding than that. Yeah, and it, it's a combo of the industry statistics. So uh, I, I think that's, that's pretty cool. I, I didn't realize... You know, and it definitely doesn't qualify what successful actor is. So maybe it's the Burger King commercials and everything else that are keeping rent paid. Um, 
but I, I think that's that's pretty pretty cool. Uh, still still slim. Uh, if you're going to LA, I mean, a lot of people are still you know 999 are still not successful. So um, still still more to be desired if that is your goal. But yeah, better better odds than I'd expect. Yeah, same same. And then just sort of to round out the group, we said, well, what about being a, a small businessman and, or woman, an entrepreneur, if you will, starting our own business? What, what did, what did uh, Chad GBT have to say about that? Yeah, so according to the Small Business Administration, 20% of small businesses fail within their first year and around 50% fail within the first five years. Uh, and it can it's including a lot of different factors, but that's speaking generally on on small business. And honestly, I also don't think that's the worst statistic ever. I mean, I, I think small businesses are certainly what America has been built on and, and definitely still still thrives. I know it says there's one in five fail and, and ultimately 50 within the first five years. But that means the other 50 percent, you know, they're making it past five years and still operating so i think that's that's also pretty cool i think the odds have definitely gotten a lot better to be a small business than being in the nfl soccer formula one lottery winner or actor or slash actress so uh definitely moving up the chain as soon as we start going in the business world so yeah i think unfortunately though those numbers didn't tell the whole story because according to the uh, Commerce Institute, they do confirm what ChatGBT said. So there's an 80% chance that a small business will survive a year. There's a 70% chance it'll survive its second year. There is a 50% chance it'll survive till its fifth year. But then there's only a 30% chance it'll survive till its 10th year. So um, the odds keep going down over time that these small businesses will succeed. So it, it, I agree with you. Better than I expected for sure, but um, still not great. <laughs> yeah, mm. still still not the best, but an improvement. We've been going up. <laughs> so I mean, like if if you're if you're a young person and you're 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 going into the workforce and you're trying to decide, you know, I'm going to swing for the fences. I'm going to go for some big career. Oftentimes, these sort of big, successful careers are going to attract a lot of people, and it's going to be a very competitive landscape, and it's going to going to be really difficult to succeed in there. So, um, I guess because we're a we're a money show and we talk a lot about money, I asked ChatGBT. Sort of the final question, the sort of the punchline that I was building up to, and I was like, Chad GBT, what are the odds of getting wealthy by saving and investing? So if we save consistently and we invest in sensible assets, what are the odds of getting wealthy? And it was weird because Chad GBT didn't give me any odds, but it sort of talk, talked a little bit about um uh, sort of things that could go wrong. But the very first thing it said was saving and investing consistently over a long period of time can significantly increase a person's wealth. This is the very first thing it said. 
and start to say, well, but you know, this could go wrong and that could go wrong. But it actually, it couldn't really give you a percentage of failure because the question didn't really make sense, right? Because if you save regularly and you invest in sensible assets, you're going to get wealthier. It's just, there's no way to not do that, right? So the AI was struggling to come up with a, a statistic because no one's really tracking a statistics that's got to be essentially 100%. It's, it's just a silly question. At least that's what, the, well, you read the responses. What did you think it was trying to say, I guess? Yeah, I don't think it, it has that, that market data. <laughs> I, I think it is uh, definitely a hard question to quantify because uh, how do you know the net worth of, of people? You know, I think that's one one thing that's funny of like how you can look up people's net worth on Google, and that's just nonsense. That's someone that's some website typing in a number that they really have no idea uh, about, unless it's maybe on someone whose stock ownership is public and they can quantify that stock price to the amount of stocks they have in like Section K filings, right? Like that is one way you could like accurately put if they're a public figure whose stocks are like publicly disclosed but other than that you don't know what's in a person's bank account what's in their investment vehicle what you know you don't know how many bitcoins jj's hoarding in his wallet we don't know not uh, <laughs> not a, not a bitcoin not a tiny yeah, it's, tiny it's fraction he's in the bahamas he doesn't want you to know about it uh, we're not uh, talking about bitcoin here <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, seriously, it, it's something that's really hard to, to quantify because it's it's a private matter for individual people. And but it definitely with if you're putting away money into an investments, it's gonna grow and you're gonna make more money than you're losing. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I it, it was just it was an interesting exercise to go through because it's like okay. What are the odds that if I save and invest, I'm going to be successful? And the fact that the AI was confused by the question, it's like, well, of course you're going to be successful. If you save and invest, it's just going to go well. And I'm like, that's, that's really interesting. I thought it was, it was interesting how an artificial intelligence responded to a question like that. And granted, it's only as good as its training set. But that means nowhere in its training set. Did it find any attempt to quantify statistically the odds of being successful? Because the assumption that everyone makes is you just will be, right? So, I don't know. I thought it was cool. That was an interesting question. And yeah. And, and I think, you know, related to capitalism, and if you live in America, you, you live in a capitalistic society, it's what our entire society is based on is you know, kind of follows the stock market and it goes up <laughs> over time. And that's kind of the entire system that we've created and built around and it's worked for a long time now. So it definitely has pullbacks, but it never continuously goes down. It always goes up. So, and that's specifically to the stock market, but a lot of assets are revolving around stocks and just how we built society. Yeah, we live in a capitalist society and money is the engine that makes it go. The, the worst thing you can be is someone in a capitalist society that, that isn't financially 
successful because it, it hurts you. It, it puts you at a disadvantage um, to having opportunities to do things. So helping people like make better choices with the money they do have is pretty important stuff, I think. And that's why that's why I enjoy doing this because I feel like we're reaching across across the uh, digital divide and trying to say, hey, there is there is a better option than being a wage slave for your entire life. You can make different choices. So, absolutely, and and putting putting your money where it needs to be is is really important. Agree, agree. Well, that was it, man. That was that was like the easiest topic we're ever going to do. I don't know. I don't know how well we did, but we gave it a shot, right? <laughs> we definitely did our best for sure. <laughs> so, so you came up with a bacon bit that I kind of kind of caught me off guard a little bit. I had to work at this, and I didn't think I would, but I did. Um, you said you wanted to do our top three favorite inspirational quotes, and I'm not. I'm not even sure. If I uh, I got these all right, but I th I think they're inspirational. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we can maybe drop inspirational and just go quotes. <laughs> well, I was I was shooting for inspirational. I can try to explain like why I put the quote in there. I can give you that much. So you want you want to go first, or you want me to go first with one? We can go with mine. Uh, and I don't think mine are necessarily inspirational. I think they're probably just quotes. But maybe there's inspiration behind them. But uh, my number one is just the best things in life for free. I think it's been spoken by many people, but there's no direct author to, to quote. But something that, that's kind of always uh, stood with me is, is this quote is the, the idea that, you know, happiness is, is the best thing is just like waking up every day, being alive um breathing fresh air you know just the small things are, are really what matters uh and I, I even have um like harvard's research on what is what what causes happiness or what leads to the most happiness in life is just human relationships or relationships in general so like the best thing you could ever do is just talk to another person and, or have a personal relationship for in terms of like having the most amount of happiness in your life, it, it revolves around relationships, which I think is a really fun fact. And they've been studying it since 1938. They have a class, uh, you know, on happiness. They have, you know, it, it's something that's been widely studied at, at Harvard for a long time. And I think this quote kind of sums up like, you know, it a lot. If you the best thing and I think everyone's really trying to be happy in life. Uh, and if you're not, I don't know what you're doing, but um, a lot of times it, it's free and it's it's not always the material possessions or um, all the different things that exist in the world, um, but just the, the stuff that you can, that you wake up with. You're suggesting that retail therapy isn't going to help me. That's just, I, I can't <laughs> believe you're saying that to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I agree. I, I remember, and I'm there's a book on success, and I'm going to mess up if I try to quote the title, but one thing I vividly remember from that book is there are three things that make people happy, and those things are derived from connectedness, which is exactly what you just described, competency, and autonomy. And if you have those attributes in your life, you tend to be a happy person, and it's different people are going to be drawn 
more strongly to different ones of those measures. But um, that's that's kind of and and the the one you described out of the gate was connectedness. But all of those are free, right? All of those are connectedness is just a, a communal sense with other people. Competency is to be to feel and perceive to be good at something that you do and. And autonomy is to feel like you have free will and choice on how you live your life. And if you have those yep. things, you're going to be a happier person. Uh, but and, and if you live intentionally, you're going to be a happy person. If you if you have a, it sounds cliche, but if you have goals and dreams, you should be pursuing those. Right. I think. And and, and even in relation to the podcast, the best things in life are free, and I, I it goes hand in hand. Like we're you know, in this podcast saying to invest in assets, we're saying you really don't need this money um, now. You can put it into the stock market and, and let it grow. You're not going to be spending that money. It's going to grow and, you know, eventually give you, you know, allow you to have more happiness in your life. And, you know, you, you don't need to buy the, the Birkin bag or whatever, you know, expensive item that you really need you know at, yeah. or, or whatever the case might be yeah i'm not an expensive item guy but I, I i agree with you it's you don't need that all right well you want me to do my first one or you want to do all three of yours <laughs> yeah we can go we can go back and forth all right so um i'm going to go i, I wrote these down but i think i'm going to go in reverse order so um the, the first one, which is the third one, which is now the first one, is, is a quote that's uh, attributed most no, notably to um, former head coach of Louisiana State University football team, Les Miles. Les Miles led the team to a national championship while he was the coach. And he's known for a phrase that goes, one team, one heartbeat. And it talks about unity and camaraderie and moving in a unified direction as a group to achieve success and i i thought that was just a great saying and and the, his successor which was uh coach ogeron uh took over and led the team to a national championship in 2019 just like miles had done and and during uh an interview i remember after a game he he made the comment one team one heartbeat so he was carrying on that tradition and so the idea that a group of people can work together towards a common goal, I think that's a powerful idea. And, and, and if, if you're ever going to do great things in your life, very rarely are you going to do them alone. Usually you're gonna, there's going to be others doing them with you, and, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, we're both sporting the companionship. <laughs> yep, I guess, that's, I guess that's true. Yeah, they, they are two sides of the same coin maybe. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We can go into my next one. Uh, I, I have that main quote, and the other two are just from people whom I like and things they've said. Um, but my second is from Robin Williams and, and Dead Poet Society. is no matter what people tell you, words and ideas can change the world. Uh, and this is something I, I, I like just because of, you know, what it's saying is, words do matter i think I, I also love the quote you know actions speak louder than words and i think that's also true um but 
words are, I think, of equal importance, especially in today. Like they, they do matter a lot more than I think people give them credit for in terms of like what you can learn. And um, it, it just has you know, the effect to affect the, the globe um, with media and with, you know, all, all of these things that like AI, for example, like that didn't, you know, we used research chat GBT for research that didn't, didn't exist. That wasn't even an idea that I mean, it was an idea at some point, but it wasn't well known. Um, the actions that went into that, you know, they're great that they existed, but like at some point that was idea and just the word being spread. I mean, it's grown into such a big product today. And I think it's just, all it does is list, you give it an idea, it comes out with words and <laughs> it's definitely changing the world. Um, oh, and agree. so, so I, I definitely think, you know, it's powerful uh just just what words and ideas can can do yeah we we have to be careful because our words can lift people up but our words can also tear people down we have to we have to be thoughtful as we put ideas out into the world we need to be good stewards of what we say lord knows i need to be a better steward of what i say so i think it's 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 a good reminder it really is i think it's a great quote you attributed it to Robin Williams too. That was kind of interesting. So, yeah, he said it in Dead Poet Society. So I, I don't know if I should give it to the writer or if it was Robin Williams ad lib. I couldn't find it. Chad GP didn't know either. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we've stumped it again. This this can't this can't be good. <laughs> so uh, so my second quote is from a science fiction novel, and I've I've talked about this on the pod before. I was doing a solo episode because you know got to fill the void sometimes when between our bi-weeklies and I was um talking about a couple of quotes and this one came from uh Frank Herbert's novel Dune written in 1965 and the quote is simply fear is the mind killer um it's it's maybe a little bit more this phrase that he uses is more profound but that's how I've always remembered it in my head fear is the mind killer and it's simply that we have to we have to screw up our courage and not be afraid to put ourselves forward to try to find success and happiness in life. We can't we can't let what other people are doing, what other people are saying bring us down. We need to be sort of resilient, which kind of in a way is uh not dissimilar to some of the messaging that came out of the movie that Robin Williams is in, right? Because I remember um you know, he talked about carpe diem and, and seize the day in, in Dead Poets Society. So it's kind of that same idea of not, not, not allowing fear to prevent you from pursuing things. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think fear is like the number one or one of the highest attributable things to humans of why they don't do something. The fear of failure, the fear of X, the fear of in so many different things like it, fear is like a a serious thing to overcome for for everyone absolutely yeah i mean and, and anybody that says they're not afraid of something is just they're just fibbing to you it's not true we all have fears we all have anxieties we all have doubts about what we think we can do and it's just human nature yeah and so we can go into my 
my third quote, um, and this is from uh, my favorite uh, deceased music artist, uh, the number one reason why people give up so fast is because they tend to look at how far they still have to go instead of how far they've gotten uh, by Mac Miller. And I, I just kind of looked it up. I don't know if it's in a song or not, but Google told me it, not ChatGBT. Uh, and and I, I just really like this quote just because, and I think I mentioned it before, it's like, you know, it, it you're always working towards something, but let's say you're you're working to become an NFL athlete, you know, that's that's so far away, but you've got to, let's say you're already in D1, like, yeah, you still have this long way, and that's all you can think about, but you've come so far, you know, it's that progression that you've made that I, I think people just kind of forget, like, how much they've made, and um, instead of, you know, you can't focus on the you're working towards the end product, but you can't, that can't be your only focus. You have to focus on the now. You have to focus on like all the progress you've already put in and working towards that end product. And I, I just think that's, you know, imperative to just, you know, again, give give yourself the the benefit of how much you've done already. You're, you're instead of just focusing on how much you have left to do, yeah, it's 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 sort of a it, it's a great quote. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the other quote that's out there that a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, right? It's like it's always about taking taking measured measured movement and eventually as you work through things when you look back, you'll see how much territory you've you've covered and you need to be, you know, reassured or encouraged by the, what you've accomplished, not terrified of what's yet to be done so I, I i like it i think it's pretty cool i didn't know who mac miller was apparently he's a a rapper or was a rapper i guess he's yeah. passed away now huh yeah he passed away but yeah he was a he was a hip-hop artist a rapper um kind of with a with pop influence but but it, it definitely rapper i think would be his official thing but he definitely has like uh, yeah, he has a wide range. He kind of started whenever he was in his teens and then matured. Um, and so he has a an interesting discography as you follow it. Interesting. Yeah, I, did, I, I guess I wasn't familiar with him. So he died young. He was he died in 2018 at the age of 26. So Yeah, he, really. he was with that, you know, Kurt Cobain-esque style of just young artists who don't make it. Yeah, it's not great. I'm sorry to hear that. I but yeah, don't know anything about him. I have to check him out. So yeah. Well, cool. Well, my last one is uh, it's kind of a silly quote. <laughs> um, it's attributed to an American journalist, supposedly an, an author called Sidney J. Harris, who is apparently a syndicated columnist for a column called Strictly Personal that was published. In various, and I know you don't know what this is, but I'm going to say newspapers across the United States from the 1940s to the 1980s. So for four decades, he was publishing the syndicated column called Strictly Personal. And this quote is uh, used, it's often attributed to him. I don't think it's the first place I heard it. I want to say... I heard the quote from the book Life 101, but I can't remember who it was attributed to in the book. But um, 
Here it is. It says, my job is to render clear what was already blindingly obvious. Um, it says, the quote is often used to describe the role of journalists in making complex and important issues understandable to the general public. For me, it's more about, it's kind of like speaking the truth in love. It's like simplifying a situation by saying, look, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. Here's what you need to do. Let's not mince words about it. Being being forthright, being transparent. So, but I thought the quote was really neat, and I kind of I kind of dig the saying. Um, many a time at work, I feel like that's sort of my job to point out what what should be clearly obvious, but maybe folks aren't thinking about it in the moment. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's my quote. That's my last quote. My first quote. Yeah. Now my last quote. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, that was cool. I mean, I, I I will say if you if you like quotes and you like inspirational quotes, if you've never read the book Life One Hundred and One, and I'm going to be loath to remember who the author was, but um, it it has basically little vignettes about everything you should have learned about life but didn't, as uh, you know, whether it's in school or from your parents or what have you, and. The book has like these little inspirational quotes for every lesson that's in the book. And if you get the abridged version, which I did have on, and again, you're not going to know what this is, but it was on a cassette, Don. <laughs> so you, I don't, I don't know if you know what a newspaper is. I'm sure you probably yeah. do. <laughs> and, I do know a newspaper. <laughs> and I don't know if you know what a cassette is, but you probably do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when before they had Audible, they had books on cd and before they had books on cd they had books on cassette and i had the i want to say the abridged version of life 101 on cassette and it was cool because basically they would just give you the sort of thing you were supposed to learn and then they would give you a quote from a famous person about that thing so if you if you're interested in some inspirational stuff i thought that book was really fun read good cool well that's it man we have we have squandered a half hour of people's perfectly good time. And yeah, another success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of our goal, but not really. We, we want to squander their time educationally. We want to make them wealthier and happier and um, hopefully more well-rounded. <laughs> yeah, enriching lives. And, and, curi week. and curious about the world, too. So Absolutely. All right. Well, Don, as always, it has been a pleasure. I don't. Do you have any closing thoughts before we bail on this thing, or are you you feeling pretty good? Yeah, I think we forgot to mention Starbucks. Oh my gosh, we did. <laughs> so I changed my order at Starbucks the last time I went, just 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 to kind of like mix it up a little bit. I'm uh, so true confession here. Was on vacation, gained a little bit of weight working hard to shed the weight, watching my diet. So I, I had to like carefully craft my order to remove the calories from my Frappuccino at Starbucks. So, okay. <laughs> but um, well, it still tasted good, right? It did. Yeah, it really did. So uh, what were you, what, what's your segue in Starbucks? Why are you throwing it out here? What are you, what are you trying to get across? Oh, uh, recently, uh, I, I work remote at times and my internet went out at noon 
mid work day, and so I had to go to a Starbucks, unfortunately. And uh, they have great Wi-Fi there. Their uh, their Wi-Fi is like 100 megabytes per second in every Starbucks across the nation. So if you ever need to get some work done, you know they they have the, the Wi-Fi. They have unlimited refills on coffee in store. So uh, I had myself three cold brews while I finished my work day. It was a it was a caffeinated time uh, as I wrapped up well, work. The fact that you know these things is 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 a testament to maybe you've spent a little bit too much time in Starbucks, Don. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a possibility. I really, I really do love Starbucks. I like Starbucks fine, but I don't. I I might go like once a week. I mean, it's it's an expensive habit if you're not careful. Oh yeah, I, I don't even go once a week, but uh, I do. I do have the app. It's the only food app I have. Oh um, my! You got to get the McDonald's app, dude. No, I don't. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> so I, I know it's a great app. I know you save a lot of money, but I do not need that much McDonald's. Uh, you know everything in moderation, Don. Everything in moderation. <laughs> yeah, I just I know if I have that McDonald's app, though, it's not going to be in moderation. Well, we asked ChatGBT last week to give us a diet plan. I say we, my friends and I at lunch, said, well, can ChatGBT give us a diet plan only including fast food that is 1,800 calories a day? And sure enough, McDonald's breakfast was where we start our day, Doc. Oh, wow. The, what, the, what egg, the egg McMuffin was on the list. McMuffin, wow, that is what? What is the egg McMuffin coming in at? Oh, it's probably like two hundred eighty calories, but um, yeah. Wow, that's actually really not bad. <laughs> well, maybe I'm misspeaking. Let me let me see. What is the egg McMuffin calories? I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out real quick. Egg McMuffin calories. We're gonna become a nutrition podcast uh, now. You know, not if we're talking about egg McMuffins. We're not. <laughs> Uh, so here, best and worst items at McDonald's ranked. Um, yeah, bacon. Now, see sausage, sabisca. These are breakfast items. So, where's it at? Um, I do not sauce. Um, okay, wait. This isn't showing me what I want. I got I got a bad article. Let me go somewhere. Calories in an egg McMuffin. So an egg McMuffin, according to a site called FatSecret.com. I am not making this up. That is the name of the site. Yeah. According to FatSecret.com, an egg McMuffin is 310 calories. Yeah, that's still pretty low. So, yep. It actually gave a meal plan that included all fast food. Um, it's like uh, we're we're now sporting McDonald's from here on out. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I do like a good egg McMuffin. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. There's there's very few things that I won't eat at McDonald's. Uh, one of them is the fish fillet. No idea how that's still on the menu. But so, so here's the thing, Don. That is the most calorie limiting item on their menu. Really? It is the lowest calorie mealtime sandwich, excluding breakfast, that you can order at McDonald's. Is the well, fish, fish fillet? 
Uh, it makes sense to me because uh, I'm consuming zero calories if that's putting it put in front of me. <laughs> oh come on! I can't do it. It is just it is not. It, I think it's their worst selling item on their menu. Um, I don't know if that's fact, but I eat it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know where you're coming from up with this thing. It's it's 390 calories. It's wow. staggeringly low compared to their other sandwiches. So yeah, it's um, you know, it's only twenty four percent of your total value of saturated fat. Um, total total fat twenty percent of your total volume of saturated fat and twenty five percent of the sodium you need for a day. So you know, it's 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 got its downfalls, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it, but it I, I think it's do you not like seafood, Don? I like seafood, but I don't. I don't like their fish sandwich. It is just, I don't know. It, it is not. I just don't like it. That's fine, man. Yeah, I, I like the McRib. I think the McRib's good, and that might be a controversial thing. Ah, uh, the McRib is fine. I it's I, you know there's a reason it's a limited time order because you can get tired of it very quickly, but. Um, have you ever been to JLB eateries here in the Katy area? No, I haven't. So you should check one out. Uh, there is a fish sandwich at JLB eatery. And if you like seafood, it will change your mind about fish sandwiches. But don't go there like unless you got a killer appetite because these are large sandwiches. In fact, you could cut it in half and eat it. And feel pretty good about that and split it with someone and it's still going to be a lot of food. But they make a really tasty fish sandwich there. You give it a go. And yeah. it's, not a, it's not that I don't like fish sandwiches. It's just the fish fillet from McDonald's specifically. Yeah. I, I understand you're hating, man. I get it. So as a former employee of McDonald's years and years ago, I'm familiar with their menu items probably more than I should be. So. <laughs> and it's a it's a nostalgia buff for me to eat there, so I still eat there occasionally. Oh, I, I still eat more McDonald's than I ever should, but it's it's delicious. Uh, I, it's tasty. I, it used to be a lot cheaper too. I, I think uh, it's like my my go to order. It used to be four dollars, and now it's like eight fifty. It's pretty insane. However, they've got the best app in the business and it gives you really good discounts on items that would surprise you. So you re if you're gonna eat at McDonald's, you should check out their app for sure. I'll I'll give it a go. Uh I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I don't want you to get mad at me. It's way better than the Starbucks app. I'm just saying. I, I said it. I just. Said I mean, the Starbucks <laughs> app. It doesn't. It doesn't give any discounts. It's just. I think it's a great app, though. But it, it's definitely not like saving you money. It's just allowing you to spend money really easily, and always have your coffee ready when you get there. So it's it's just math, Don. McDonald's <laughs> app greater than Starbucks app. That's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't say it. I just. I won't allow myself to. <laughs> I. I can't download the McDonald's app now because Starbucks will always be greater than it if I never acknowledge McDonald's. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. The mental gymnastics I'll jump through for Starbucks is just unparalleled. Not a sponsor could be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Well, that's that's truly remarkable podcasting we've delivered to folks today. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think they're going to talk about this one. It's going to be in the annals of pod. When there's an award presented, they're going to reference this episode. So unforgettable episode. I think so. I think so. Well, Don, thanks for hanging out with me. I have enjoyed it. Absolutely. <laughs> and I look forward to the next time we get up to shenanigans again. So um, thanks, and I will talk to you later. Sounds good. Have a good night. You too. Good night. This podcast is not financial advice. We are not financial advisors, and content is for entertainment and educational purposes only. You should do your own research or consult a professional investment advisor before making any investment decisions. And as always, thanks for listening to the Piggy Bank Chronicles.